last time on Join the Party. Aggie Val and Milo run an obstacle course to be on Emily Slaughter's crime-fighting squad. With some quick thinking, a bunch of luck, and picking Milo up when his legs didn't work, all three made it to the end and fast. After the trial, Milo traded Emily his $10,000 payout for one of Dr. Morrow's emergency science keys to open the weird pod in the bottom of the museum. And an ice cream truck tried to run over Val and Aggie in the warehouse parking lot, with Val taking the majority of the hit, but scraping off some paint to recognize the truck in the future. You know, we might have hit a rocky road. This is no vanilla story with swirls of mystery and intrigue. Uh, um, Sherburn, let's get the party started. Much like any good Friday night, you are walking away from a warehouse <laughs> in the hipster district. Bruised. I think you fundamentally misunderstand how we spend our Friday nights, Eric. You, you, are, not, you are not misunderstanding how Val spends their nights. <laughs> Brandon, it's more like if you and I um, like stopped at a sample sale uh-huh. for linens Oh yeah. on our way home the at nest, 5.30. The nest sample sale. Yes. yes. And then someone elbowed you and you're like, ow. And then you walk home, and you get home at 6.30, and you're like, whew, what a night. Yeah, that's like getting hit by a truck in a warehouse. I get it. I get yeah, it. I, okay, thank I understand you. that. Thank Man, you. Are, the real power fantasy is that Brandon and Amanda's characters stay out past 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. It's also mine. <laughs> all right. So you all, uh, you all head home. Uh, I think at one point you see Emily walk out and uh, grab an Uber. Of course. Classic Emily. Fucking <laughs> asshole. We have perfectly good public transport in this city we created. I, really like, I have 50% off. I use it all the time. I don't know why they keep giving it to me. It's like $2 to take the Sky Tram. <gasps> it's it? it's less. It's like a 75 cents because we live in an actually good city. Yeah, sorry. We do it's live true, in an actually It's true. It's only $2. <laughs> Subsidized monthly passes. Ooh, that's true. so good. Mm. All right. So you all head home. Uh... We're going to start with Val. So, Val, it's still that night, and you're uh, heading home, walking up to your apartment. We've talked about the fact that you have, like, a shitty apartment, but only nice things inside. Yes. Tell me more about that. So, Val obviously is an adult human, so they rent their own uh, apartment. (laughs) Sounds suspicious. (laughs) Sure. Uh, They rent their own apartment, and, you know, they they don't make a lot of money in the side hustles that they do and stuff. So, that's the kind of place they can afford is, like, a little studio apartment above the pizzeria. Um, the nice things are all gifts from family members. Oh. Mm. So uh, Eric mentioned the four-poster bed. That yeah, four-poster bed, definitely. Do you have like a full bedroom set and like that's all your furniture? Basically. And then there's like a lot of really good kitchen stuff, like high-quality cappuccino maker. Oh, damn. And like full like enamelware, like the expensive kind of enamelware oh, yeah. and mm. stuff like, like that. Like vintage Pyrex that isn't expensive, but just like is old. Yeah. And Copper then, all clads. Just, yeah. oh, and then no. their grandma's uh, tin sauce pot, obviously. Oh, oh. nice. I love that. <laughs> it's just like a crappy apartment and then anthropology just like vomited yeah. through the entire apartment. <laughs> yes. Here's the question that I was, I was mulling around in my head. How do they know 
what you want. In my head, it's like you just keep updating an Amazon wish list, or just like you have an open like Evernote document or an open Google Doc where you just like put links in and then you just cross them out and replace them? I think it's less that and more like private Pinterest board that someone has access to. <laughs> and that doesn't really ask for anything. They just kind of like pin something or they like something on Instagram and then like a week later there's an Amazon package at the door or something like that. I like that, that you're not even doing it intentionally. You just do it and then through phone calls or through social media. It's very that's passive. very good. No, yeah. that's, it's super funny. Does it always smell like delicious yeast in the, like, rising bread in the apartment? No, I think it's always a little bit of a scent of cooked onions and garlic. Mm, that's good, too. A mm-hmm. 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 little yeah. bit of basil in mm-hmm. the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagine... A tomato acidity. Val is not, like, a particularly good gardener or anything like that, but there's a basil plant that they have kept alive for, like, years. <laughs> yeah. And that is always available. A that. vigorous grower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very hard to kill basil plants. Yeah. So. Definitely a housewarming gift from their mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, if it's fall 2020, mm-hmm. what do you think uh, Val, is, Val wants now? Um, I think that their Instagram, like, they've been checking the apartment hashtag a bit, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a lot of, like, nice duvet covers for, like, when the the seasons are changing and stuff like that. Flannel, maybe? Yeah, a little bit of of flannel, like, uh, like a good, solid blanket for the couch, that kind of thing. It's... I want to live in this apartment. What I like, maybe it's I'm a company so is called like Goose Down, but it's G O O O S S S S E and then D W N. It's like sure. they move the O forward. Oh, no. So it's Goose Down? Goose Down. It's Goose Down. Goose Down. It's Goose Down. Sounds like a neighborhood. That's, that sounds like saying Gustin Weird. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so you're, still, you're coming home. It's like 1130 midnight. Mm-hmm. And you're heading up to your apartment, and there's a big box in the hallway. Yeah, part for the course. So Val kind of unlocks the door, nudges it open with their foot, and then kind of drags it back into the apartment. Right. And you, of course, you need to avoid the beautiful coat rack that is next to your door. So gaudy. Uh, yeah, so you have your big box, and, um, yeah, you're in your apartment. All right, I, uh, I throw my stuff down. Uh, I check my phone to see if I have any jobs for tomorrow, which I do. I have, like, a notification about moving someone from, like, one house in Weston to another house in Weston. Classic um, Weston. Val does, like, a man with a van kind of thing, but whatever the, like, gender-neutral version of that is. I <laughs> a, tried to think a, of it. A person, person with, with a... cushion <laughs> capabilities <laughs> up mm-hmm. a ramp into my a truck. A person with car. <laughs> yeah. Basically that. So they're going to probably sometime tomorrow morning go and work that job. Yes. And then I'll open up the package and see what's up. All right. So, um... It's in the the patent, patented gray purple Gooston uh, box. Mm-hmm. You pop it open, and there is this beautiful, mechanically created, hypoallergenic down blanket in there. Nice. I pull the one from last season off the couch and throw this one <laughs> on instead. That's great. All right. So as you pull it out, you hear like. Crunching. That's full huh. of goose bones. Okay. So I guess. Yes, I... Brandon. Yeah, you're right. It was goose bones. Well, all right, Val. So we're gonna go move on to the next scene. All right. <laughs> goose bones. All right. So 
they'll kick the box to see if it makes the same noise. Yeah, it's like something's rattling around All in right, the box. So they check the bottom of the box. All right, so in the bottom of the box, covering the entire bottom of this big box, there's dried macaroni. Okay. And there is a manila envelope. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, they open up the manila envelope. All right. So in the manila envelope, uh, you see that there are photos taken of you uh, with a briefcase attached to your no! wrist. Uh-huh. It seems uh, from the angle you can see that it's taken from high up. Uh, so it could have been a security camera. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You weren't really looking, so maybe it's a security camera up there. There's one of you just ki- kicking some goons' asses. And then there's uh, ones of you walking down the hallway to the auctioneer's and the, the banker office. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one of the other room in that room of you making the handoff and then you leaving. Okay. Uh, and then you see uh, there's the auctioneer opening up that big duffel bag briefcase. Mm-hmm. And... You see him pull out all of the money, and the final shot is uh, him holding what looks like a oversized laser cannon. Great. Have you ever seen, you know, when, when there's like a SWAT team and they have like the personal sized battering ram? Yeah, it's that You know big. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like a battering ram with like just two handles that one person yeah. can use. It looks like that, but there's like a... An apartment-sized battering ram. <laughs> yeah. A personal pan battering ram. Uh, it's got a buttery like crust. A, that's like a great gift for Val. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But of course it has a laser opening and it still like has these blue glowing thing. Mm. Um, and I want you to make a uh, an investigation check. Is that a zero? A one? That's a nat 20. Bang, bang. All right. So here is the weird thing. You know it's a laser cannon because, like, it is iridescent and weird and glowing blue. And especially, like, you know how a gun has a muzzle when if it's a laser cannon, it just has, like, kind of an opening on the front. But like, I know all about laser cannons. It is very science fiction-y. It's, like, neo-futuristic, and it's, like, also comic book-ish. It's, like, this white gold sort of shiny metal, and that core is blue, and there's, like, a weird fin on top. Mm -hmm. And you realize, with the Nat 20, that this looks very similar to the technology that the nephews had. Like, they had their electrified sticks that were also very strange. They're like billy clubs that were, like, electrified and also futuristic. That jetpack, although Yabby didn't know how to fly it, it was also, like, very, like, a futuristic comic book kind of version of what a jetpack could look like in a cyberpunk 90s sort of style. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Probably not the first time someone's blackmailed me before. <laughs> I would also say with a net 20, you check on the macaroni, pop it in your mouth, crunch it, and you have an immediate flashback to when you were nine and you were at your dad's mm-hmm. mom's house and you're like, I know what this pasta tastes like. Whoa. Yeah, I had a feeling. Val is a bloodhound of Italian goods. Yeah. <laughs> dried I, in sundries. <laughs> I would also say with a net 20, your dad is Marco Marconi, a.k.a. the Macaroni, who is a capo <laughs> in the New York City mob. And how high up is a, is a capo? So there's the boss, and the boss has the consigliere, which is the like advisor. And capos are the bosses under the bosses, so he's an underboss. Uh, so he would have his own crews and stuff like that that work different jobs and whatnot, and they pay up to the capo, which then pays up to the boss. So uh, I am just picturing you waking up one day and uh, in your bed, there's just like pasta <laughs> instead of a horse's head. 
Listen, dad's, funny. Got, dad's got a signature. That's funny because I was picturing Kate Blanchett playing a uh, mob boss and then some kind of like bandeau style tuxedo, and it's called the Underboob Underboss. <laughs> so, so hot. That's just where I was at for a mm. minute. I'm about Two different it. things. All, both equally good. <laughs> both of equal stature, absolutely. Uh, yeah, is there anything Val wants to do? Uh, what time is it? Midnight-ish. Val's going to take some like leftover sauce that's in their fridge, and it's going to make some pasta. Absolutely. <laughs> and then also takes a picture of it and sends it to their dad. Oh. You get no response because you also your dad goes to sleep midnight. at like 8:30. <laughs> I want him to wake up to it. That's good. Yes. I like that. I, in we, his bed. Yeah. I feel like we end if the you know, like the comic book is like the panel is just Val making pasta. <laughs> like that. All right, uh we're going to go to Milo. So Milo, this is the next day. Everybody, uh you all take your full sleep. So you all do your long rest, you you all get your HP and your spells back. So it is Saturday. But I assume that the museum is still open on a Saturday. I literally DM'd you, and I'm like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm like, wait, you work at a museum. You have weird hours. Yeah, it was weird at 2 a.m. I got a DM from Eric. It was like, what are the museum hours? It was, first of all, it was like 2 p.m. We were at work. (laughs) That's not what happens. Uh, Is uh, Milo going to make it to work on time today? I think so, because it's Saturday. So for whatever reason, even though he has to work, it's like less stressful. Mm. You know, the world seems I less do. stressful. I, I think it's like the fact that you go to work, even though the Sky Tram doesn't run maybe as frequently, it's just not rush hour. I think right. might be, that's also nice. Yeah, but because we're living in a um, a great city with actually good transportation, <laughs> there's still there's no delays. There's still trains it every. It just might be less frequent, but it's still working. Uh, yeah, so you head on in uh, to Mumfke. And at this point, you see your best friend Lucas is standing out front. We we talked about this, and uh, Milo ha- has friends, but Milo has friends? been running. Like, Milo has been running late every time, so we haven't been able to uh, introduce them. So Lucas also works with you at Mumfka. He is like an archivist there, mm-hmm. and uh, he's holding a bag of donuts for you. Yes. Yeah. Every other time, Lucas has been already in the archives because I've shown up fifteen minutes late. Exactly. Right. Lucas, are those small donuts? Oh, you Are know those the tiny ones. You know them. Are those man. the tiny ones? Listen, there. Why did we spend two whole days trying all the different kinds of donuts? If now we don't know which is the best donuts, and now I'm gonna get it for you. Man, I miss college. <laughs> Your friends are so nerdy. Uh, Milo, bro. we did this. Yeah, we, last week. We, 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 we didn't go to college together. <laughs> no, we didn't go to college together. I mean, you can still miss it. I just was not there, and now your life is significantly better. It is, because I got tiny donuts in my life now. There you go, my man. Anything happen? Anything weird happen uh, while you were running late and I was doing my job? <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> Rude. Fair. Uh, That's why you like me. I mean, you heard about the auction, right? Yeah, dude. Where That was... I've heard for, <laughs> through the grapevine that you tell everyone you weren't there. I was there. I just... Yeah, I was there trying to get the thing for uh, for Mr. Bossman. Oh, okay. Um, but like, nothing else. Nothing else weird happened. No, I mean it got robbed and I ran away. Oh, okay. That was weird. Uh, Lucas takes out his phone and he shows you a screenshot which has like the impact font meme that'd be like, "I shot a ghost out of my body and then I pooped my pants." <laughs> like, oh, so I just oh yeah, I must have photoshopped this by myself. Can I have ghost hand? <laughs> I can. I can have ghost hand. Can I have ghost hand? Yeah, it's weird that you spent the time to Photoshop this together and get tiny donuts. Mm, yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fine. Whatever, whatever you want to uh, tell me or not tell me, that's fine. I thought we were best friends, but I guess we're not. So, 
Oh, I guess uh, I'm going to have to go find a best friend to eat these donuts with. And he walks away humming the Incredible Hulk theme song. Like the one from with Lou Ferrigno. How does that one go? Da, na, 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 na. As he sadly walks down yeah. the road hitchhiking. Na, 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 and holding Lucas. the, holding the donuts. Na, 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 Lucas, I want the donuts. Oh, well, you know, I was going to give it to my best friend, but I, I guess I don't have one. I got something. I got something for you. Oh, yeah? And I take the key out of my pocket. Ooh, what is it? It's a science key. You can't just say science on a thing and try to get me interested in it. Yes, I can. You're a big, big nerd. <laughs> Hurtful. Fine. All right. What, is it, what does it do? Why is it a science key? Okay. So there, you, you know that new uh, exhibit that came in into the museum? What? No. That, like weird like uh, pod thing, like containment unit thing that came in. Did you not see this? What? No. Okay, well, there's a new pod thing that came in. All right, cool, I guess. And this is going to open it. All right, uh, let's go check it out. Do you want to see what's inside? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, I guess we are best friends, even though you lied to me. And he's running down the, he's running I, down the stairs. Can I have the chocolate? Can I have the blueberry ones? Only when you show me a cool thing. I want to put the chocolate blueberry ones together. Have a chocolate I'm already blueberry. Running, I can't hear you. So yeah, now uh, you and Lucas are in front of the pod. Okay. Okay, Lucas, are you ready? Yeah, ready for what? Okay, so I need you to do something. Okay. So I'm going to need you to knock three times, spin around, and then chant, open, 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 and I'll put the key in. Fuck you, not doing that. Do the thing. I'm already mad at you. (laughs) You did it last time. (laughs) Now he's just like slowly opening the bag and putting the donuts in his mouth. Like. So good. It just pops one in his mouth. I want one of those fucking donuts. Oh, well, when you show me something, I'll do it. Did you get any of the creme mm, brulee it's ones? It's so good. Oh, this one had cream inside. I didn't even know they made those. Did you get the creme brulee ones? Oh, let me look around. Oh, I guess I only got one, and I'm going to put it in my mouth now. Lucas, I'm going to put you in this casket. No, you're not. Show me, science guy. <laughs> Are you coming on to me, Lucas? And I put the key into the, <laughs> All right, to the casket. Extremely what do you good. do? You just put it in? Uh, turn it. <laughs> no, well, that's the funny. That the reason why I asked. It's funny is that you would assume you have to turn it, but you you literally just like put it in, and then it just like glows a little bit, oh. and then it's like emergency sequence activated, and the door oh, like goes, and like smoke comes out, and mm-hmm. of course, super sciency. Yeah, and then Bigfoot walks out. Ah! Uh, this smoke comes out, and you wait for a second. And Lucas says, "Ooh, ah, Lucas, look, it's empty." It's a dog. It's not empty. What? And you look inside, and there is a human skeleton inside. Oh, good lord. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right. Lucas, go get the boss, please. Oh, definitely. Bye-bye. Thank you. I'm taking the donuts for safekeeping. Please, I lost my appetite. Me too. And then he, t- he reaches in and grabs what pops into the mouth and walks over to get Mr. Brewpot. You're a weirdo. Ms. Brewpot. Brewski. What do you think the spirits look like? Because you have Tuna, but Tuna is just like an ethereal cat. Right. Like, what do you think a human spirit looks like? I think they're all different. I think um, there are different shades of, like, transparency and, mm-hmm. like, formness, like, materialness. Mm. I think the ones that, like, flow through me are, like, the less... They're not strong enough to make a form in the physical world. Right. And so I'm, like, their conduit. Um, but the ones that can take form in the world are more... 
corporeal. Mm. I like that. It's kind of like, you know, when you, you're in Photoshop and you put like the glow shadow behind them, it mm. might just be like that, depending yeah. on how, how hard they can hold their form. I like that. So stepping out, you see uh, there's a guy wearing a, a lab coat. He has big chunky glasses and uh, ratty jeans and Converse sneakers. He's like, oh, so uh, you're the guy who saved me. Uh, yeah. Thank, thanks, dude. Yeah. No, no problem. Okay, well, deuces. Can you hold on one second? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? Um, I, oh, God, where do I start? Um, one, uh, how, two, why, three, uh, how am I talking to you? Uh, Four, what are you going to do next? Where did you come from? How is this science? Can you, well, that, that, was, that was a lot of questions. Can you do those to me in order? I, I need to do it through. I'll, I'll work through. Okay. Okay. Do you know how I'm talking to you? Well, I assume I'm dead because bad things happen to me. Right, and that's your skeleton in there. Yeah, and that, that's fake. Right, sorry about that. Was Thanks. it painful? No, it's kind of like that thing in Pokemon where you faint. And like your, your Pokemon, it just everything kind of goes black, and then eventually you see Nurse Joy. And I didn't see Nurse Joy at the end, but it was kind of just like, I'm Nurse Joy, what up? I hate it. I hope not. It's kind of um, like that. What happened? How did you die? Um, oh, and what is this pod thing? Good. These are all great questions. Uh, well, I was working on uh, an experiment for Dr. Morrow, and we were testing it, and I walked inside to see what was, to tweak something, and I guess it turned on and it locked, and then that's kind of it. And then Pokemon fainted. What were you testing? Oh, yeah, this pod. Um, so, you know... Also, you're starting six? Uh, longer conversation than you have right now. Um, so, you know... So, you know in Pokemon, when <laughs> you give uh, one of your characters, like, a when you give one of your, your starting six, like, a rare candy or a special XP up, or one of those, and it, like, raises stats. But, of course, it's just with regular food. Like, you kind of give them a lemonade, and for some reason it raises HP. Or they're the berries. Uh, it, it's kind of like that. So there's an idea that maybe if we infuse something into actual food and we consume it, then maybe things will be better. You'll, you'll, have, you'll be faster. You'll be stronger. You'll level up in so many ways. Maybe you'll evolve, even. Okay, okay. Maybe Did, you, was any of it successful do, that you're aware of? Oh man, uh, I mean, we worked on it. I was working on it. I was part of the pre pre tea. I'm more of like the like the. I know we were all science guys, but I was like the science guy. Like I was more theoretical, and we had just started doing experimentation, and then, and then this all happened. Uh, you know, TPK man. I I'm sorry. I don't know. total total party kill. Cool. Not that kind of nerd. All right. Um, I was going to ask what Milo's in-universe class and character were like, but denied, I guess. Lizzie, he's a Star Trek nerd. He never played Dungeons Dragons is too nerdy, even for Milo. Uh, can, do you think Dr. Morrow can see you, or is it just me? Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, forever time I've been trapped in the pod. I don't think, no, I don't think so. Not even being able to talk to anyone. Like, I know I'm seeing pretty nonchalant now, but... How long, I don't even know how long it's been. I've been in there, and no one's responded other than you. So it might be something. Okay. Well, you can. I'm surprised you can talk to me. Well, how can you do that? Uh, with that, that's why I was going to ask. Do you know anything about the like, you know, after part? You know, 
after like, you after, like the epilogue after yeah after the like UK. the after game like when you beat the campaign in Pokemon and then you play more things yeah afterwards. The, the credit sequence for humanity yeah you know got about it. that no um you know I've read some stuff but and their idea is that maybe when your spirit leaves your body it's more just like the energy and you still exist within the universe but those are just theories I mean how can you test death you can't you can't do an experiment true yeah but it's cool you can talk to me that's pretty sick um yeah I'm glad you have a, a friend. Yeah, in, in the post afterlife, the That's after true. afterlife. Yeah, I like that. In the end, in the after credits, yeah. I like that. New game plus. Yeah, new game plus. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, okay. Well. Deuces. Yeah. If you ever need anything, let me know. Uh, I don't know how it works after this. And you feel like he's kind of like deteriorating a little bit. Like the the yeah. the glow on his back is is happening a little a little bit more, and he reaches out his hand to share to shake your hand. And like I, thanks, dude. Thanks for letting me out. Yeah, of course. Uh, I shake his hand. So you shake his hand, and you feel like maybe for a moment, like your eyes glowed green. You changed like for a moment. It's like you flickered on, you flickered back off. And we we've talked about this a little bit and how uncontrollable it is. But I think that as you interact with more spirits, I think maybe you have a better handle on what's happening and the ghostliness. So my DM, what I'm giving to you is that you have uh, more of a control of your spirit. And I looked at it and you have plus five to animal handling. Is that right? Yeah. So now you can use that animal handling on tuna. So tuna is a cat and kind of does what cats do. So if you roll an animal handling check on tuna, they are more likely to be more effective when uh, you ask them to do things. Great. And yeah, I think that's also the uh, spirit's control goes part and parcel with just Milo's confidence in himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's, you know, now that he can talk to a spirit, he feels a little bit better about what's happening and a little bit more understanding. Absolutely. At this point, you have this like moment of calm. You're like, man, I, I did the thing. It's not just me talking to a dumb cat. Like, I talk to an actual person. And then I look up and realize there's a human skeleton in front of me. And at this point, like, security is, like, running past you. You can push to the side. Mr. Brewpot's like, oh, no, I can't believe this happened. Son, are you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. Oh, uh, we never should have let you expose. Yours have such a sensitive constitution. What a That's boss. a weird thing to say. All right. All right. <laughs> and we're kind of away from there. Hey, it's Eric. First off, we'd like to extend love from our team and our whole community to our Black listeners. Your lives matter, and we stand with you this and every week. As people with a platform, it is our duty to speak up about this racism and violence. And a note about the plot. In any superhero story, there is a battle between good and evil, and in a modern context, there is the presence of police. By including them in this story, we do not condone any of their actions in the real world. The actions by the NYPD, the LAPD, and the police around the country demonstrate they are not here to protect us, but enforce the status quo of the socioeconomically powerful. Multitude has made a donation to the National Bail Funds, and we encourage everyone who can to do the same. A link to those bail funds is in the description of this episode. All right. Thank you so much to everyone who has joined our Patreon in the last week. Karen, Patricia, Renee, Woodison, Moosen, Antoine, Maddie, Sam, and Cyan Cicada. We are so grateful to each and every person who supports us on Patreon. You literally make it possible for this to be our jobs, and we cannot do it without you. 
It's the highlight of our week to talk about new episodes with you in our patron-only Discord, and I love coming up with a new NPC backstory for every single episode and seeing everyone read it. To get access to all of these benefits and help ensure we can keep making this show and the other shows on Multitude, join for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another way to support the work we do at Multitude is to join the Multicrew. This is our membership program where our community invests in Multitude by helping us fund new work. Your support lets us control what we want to work on and stay independent. Plus, we publish Head Hard Gut, a weekly friendly debate show just for Multicrew members, along with very cool benefits like a friends-only Instagram controlled by all the Multitude hosts, a street team sticker pack, behind-the-scenes newsletters, voting rights, even your name engraved forever on our Founders Wall. Invest in Multitude today and be a part of our almost 200 members today at multicrew.club. Next, I want to recommend a wonderful podcast for you to listen to once you catch up with Join the Party. Orbiting Human Circus is a magical musical podcast that invites you into the mystery surrounding the young, lonely janitor who lives at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And he has no idea how he got there. They're just wrapping up their second season, so you can start from the beginning or jump right into season two and escape into the world of the orbiting human circus. Featuring the voices of John Cameron Mitchell, Susanna Flood, Julian Coster, and many more. Find it wherever you get your podcasts or at orbitinghumancircus.com. We are sponsored this week by Zombies Run, an app that turns your run into an exciting adventure. They combine thrilling audio storytelling with compelling gameplay. Written by Naomi Alderman, the award-winning author of The Power, you participate in a hopeful story about people coming together in adversity. As Runner 5, you help to rebuild humanity's last bastion, rescuing survivors, collecting supplies, and finding a cure. Best of all, Zombies Run is free to download. They have over 500 missions, and you can unlock a mission every week for free. No matter what speed you run, how much experience you have, or if you're indoors or outdoors, Zombies Run provides excitement and motivation to get out there. Also, running sucks, and the fact that there is an app to make it better is amazing. Download it on iPhone and Android now. Just search for Zombies Run. We are also sponsored this week by Backblaze. They provide unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $6 a month. Backblaze runs in the background, backing up your documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data. And you can restore files anywhere, downloading them on the web and purchasing a restore hard drive overnighted to you in the mail. They're going to send you a hard drive of your stuff. That is so helpful. No one can help you with that other than your mom, unless your mom is Bill Gates. The Backblaze mobile apps means you can even have access or download your files on the go. They've restored over 50 billion, billion with a B, files for customers. See for yourself why Backblaze is the easiest and best file backup service by signing up for a fully featured free trial at backblaze.com JTP. There's no credit card required to get 15 days of Backblaze for free and see why this is the best $6 month you'll ever spend. That is backblaze.com slash JTP. Get the peace of mind of knowing your files are backed up securely in the cloud with Backblaze. And finally, we are sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. And you can spend like a thousand hours just making minis for yourself using their mini maker. And now they have fully colored minis too. 
We love our minis, and you know you'll love yours as well. So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom minis today, and check back often. New content is added every week. Maybe you can have a chef's hat. That would be really cool. That's HeroForge.com. And now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what do you wanna? What do you wanna do? What kind of wild and crazy stuff does Aggie get up to on Saturday? I'm not gonna let you demean Aggie by making fun of all of the housekeeping, gardening, <laughs> canning, and pickling that Aggie likes to do on the weekends. <laughs> but today, Aggie wakes up with a real sense of purpose and gets dressed, checks online the hours for town hall, and heads on over to the town archives which is down in the city center, kind of near the Capitol building. Cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah, you've uh, you've definitely been down to that town hall before, so this shouldn't be a problem. What is your relationship, I guess, to the larger government? Like, do they know who you are? Can you just walk into the archive? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like um, Aggie is like a almost like a, a representative from a U.S. territory, which are <laughs> ruled by and yet not allowed to vote on issues mm-hmm. uh, decided by the Congress. It's a real um, Guam situation. <laughs> it is. It's a real, real Guam situation. Um, and less unjust than those. But Aggie is kind of like an unelected representative for Lake Town, for the historic Lake Town. So basically she sits in on council meetings. She is sort of present, like allowed to be around. And sometimes they kind of like ask her opinion. It's almost like they're allowing in name, but not really in power for the old school citizens of Lake Town to have a say in Lake Town City's development. I think that's interesting. We talked about this in the world building episodes. And I think that like each neighborhood might like have a city council representative. Yeah. Similar to what we have in New York City or borough presidents or whatever. And like maybe historic, it's like a park, technically. Like it shouldn't yeah. have a voting representative. Right. But it's you who also has this custodian position because it's designated by the state slash federal government. Yeah. And like Aggie is sort of the, like there's a board of trustees of the uh, like historic Lake Town kind of visitor center and museum. But Aggie is like the one person who isn't like a retiree or has other nonprofit jobs. Yeah. Um, so she kind of just shows up to stuff. And so it's almost like you have so many reasons that you would need to give her a call that she's kind of just like around for a lot of stuff. But that being said, like Lake Town City has so many things going on that it doesn't always affect Aggie. You know, like she's Mm -hmm. not super up to date on like what's happening in all the other neighborhoods. They kind of like talk to her about issues that affect historic Lake Town. So she's sort of in but not really of the broader city government. That's interesting. It's like if the representative for Washington, D.C. to Congress was also the mayor of Washington, D.C. Yeah. That's definitely the closest comp I can think of. But it's on like a city scale. Yeah. And so, so far, Aggie hasn't had to take a lot of stands because she's only 30. And a lot of this development happened before she took this position about six years ago. So she is very friendly with and kind of like walk around in the town hall. Like it's not unusual to see her there. So I think today, you know, she's going to do some research about Moz, about ice cream trucks and about this mysterious night on a reflective motorcycle but she doesn't want to make it super obvious that she is like digging around so she kind of like strolls in coffee in hand says hi to the guards side of the secretaries the town hall's open because like the dmv's open for a little while so it's kind of like a skeleton crew but she tries to kind of amble casually back to the archives 
Yeah, I think you can get into the archives. This feels like when you go to like the microfiche section of a library. Yeah, it's like you should have someone. It's like, oh wow, pulling here. Yeah, like you should have someone pulling for you. But like honestly, if you're there, you probably are someone who already knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you definitely need to make an investigation role for how good your yeah. research skills are at the moment. I can't wait for like. 10 episodes from now where Aggie has a conspiracy board with like red string and stuff like that. <laughs> so stoked for I it. I also want to mention that she's in her off-day chambray shirt. So not the not of the course. work <laughs> denim uh, heaviness, but just a day-off shirt. Guston. Lake Oh, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh, I got a natural one on that one. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Man. There's been two whole rolls and one was a natural 20 and a natural one. <laughs> well, here we are. Oh, Did, man. Does Aggie forget her vowels? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Oh, beans. Uh, okay, so what was your? what's your top priority? Top priority is the, I want to lie to you right now, but I'm not, the financial state of Moss. Like, okay. have there been bankruptcies? Have there been loans? Is there, like, criminal activity that is somehow tied to Moss or Moss nephews? That's mainly what I'm trying to get at. Like, why would someone from Moss be starting a criminal syndicate? All right, cool. So I think that this is, like, this is in the historic Lake Town section. Yeah. So you're trying to track the business of Moss. So you pull down that section. And there's some newspaper clippings and, and just uh, financial ledgers. Uh, so Ma, uh, her name is uh, Phyllis Croc. C-R-O-C-K. You know, that the Crocs have been making ice cream for a very long time. Ma's been running Ma's ice cream shop since like the 70s. And she's still doing it. Yeah, you look at the financial records and Moz has always been doing like pretty okay, starting from the before the incident and then continuing, especially because Moz has been integrated into kind of like the uh, historic Williamsburgization of <laughs> of uh, historic Lake Town. So it's always like, like franchising yeah. in the stadium and stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit. I think that there's been some uh, reach out for there and maybe there's one like outpost and maybe there was like a hipsterized version in Thornhill a little while ago. But really, those didn't do that well. And maybe they're not. Those aren't there anymore. Like, they tried to expand, so now it's just Moz. But the the original Moz is doing really well. OG Moz. Got it. Uh, When you're digging in a little bit deeper, uh, you get a uh, text message. And I think this gets projected. It's kind of like a howler in Harry Potter. It's just like, alert, alert, alert. And it's text from your younger sister, Kelly. Is it, like, projected out of the phone? Yeah, it's projected out of the phone. Oh, okay. It's just like, it's without, because you have it on silent, because you're in a library. It's just like, alert, alert, alert. Oh, I, I open up the text. Yeah, this from Kelly. Kelly. Kelly is the one who's a model and internet fave. She's on like makeup in CVS, or like you know when you go into CVS and see all the hair dye. Like she's on fifty percent of them, and she's been on Drag Race a bunch. And he's like, Aggie, Aggie, I have a leak in my, I have a leak in my toilet. <laughs> Ke- Kelly, which of your houses is this? Uh, oh God, two of them. Which what? which two? Uh, well, you know, not in the houses, in two of the apartments. Okay, because if, if it was if it was your apartment in Thornhill, I mean, I could come over. But if it's the other ones, like you got to call your super, Kelly. I'm not your super. No, it's in the ones in Hawaii and ones in New York City. Well, well they're not mine. I'm staying with a friend, and it's not really a friend. It's more of like a guy who's paying for all my things. Um, but in two of them, the one I own one, the one in Hawaii. Well, no, I don't know. That's my friends, too. They both have leaks in the toilet. And, they, and can you fix them? What do I do? Why, why does she think through her whole sentence in the text and not think through the text? <laughs> Aggie! Okay, you're going to want to tighten 
the relief. You want to close the the water pipe that goes in. You know, like like little pipe on the bottom of the toilet. There's like two little knobs. Hold on, Just let me Facetime you. And now you see she's laying down on her couch with her phone above above her so you can just see her laying on the couch for the best angles i was like aggie what do i do you use use the youtube kelly look on youtube about how to stop a toilet leak just turn off the water that goes into the toilet so two little pipes on the bottom coming out of the wall there's like the main pipe that goes into the bottom of the toilet and there's two on either side of it wait wait, wait hold on wait, wait wait and then she goes on skype and it's a bath and the bath's about to overflow and turn it off no i know that's why i called you it's so important that she goes on skype on her computer and she has her friend her friend i'm like hey this is ashley ashley's the one and she's in hawaii can you tell her what to oh do and now she's you reverse the camera on the phone and you're talking to ashley who's on the skype computer Ashley, you look like a reasonable person. Don't you have what? a super? Don't you what? have a super? Ashley? Super what? Who takes care of your apartment? Who takes out your garbage? I mean, like, my husband. Okay, so not at the risk of sounding sexist, can your husband fix the toilet, please? <laughs> okay, let me ask. Mark! Mark! <laughs> So this goes on for 20 minutes, and uh, and real player Brandon leaves. Yes, yeah, Brandon, so Brandon left. So this goes on for a while, and you're just caught in a various tornado of conversations. Yeah, when I and, when I manage to extricate myself, I'm gonna send her just the link to WikiHow. My toilet's overflowing. <laughs> help! Uh, at this point, a guard walks in and be like, "Oh, ma'am, we're gonna have a fire. We're gonna have a fire drill in about uh, two minutes. So everyone just needs to clear out. So just uh, make sure that you're out of here." Oh, thank you. Thanks, Henry. I'll, uh, I'll see you next week for the meeting, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know what... Uh, Aggie, I'm at work, so uh, ma'am, just please. Thank you, officer. Thank and then you. I give him a, a little jaunty head nod as I walk out. <laughs> Wink! So yeah, the, uh, the fire alarm goes off after oh, a shit. minute, and you gotta clear out. Alright, so embarrassed by the critical one that Aggie feels, even though she doesn't know what happened to her, um, I'm going to instead go like across the, the quadrangle, like across the square, to the Lake Town City Police Headquarters, where one of my buddies from growing up works, and see if I can sort of ask him to give me some access to information about Ma's nephews, if they have any criminal history. Nice. As you're walking up, you get another text message, and this is the group text of all three of you and Emily, which she's now changed to only you can stop crime. <laughs> is it a detective emoji at the end? Yeah, it's a, there's a dog. <laughs> there's a dog <laughs> emoji and then a detective emoji. Hey, uh, got some intel. Uh, we heard that the nephew is going to try to wreck their friends out of jail. So, it's a stakeout. In all caps. Uh, you Who's three this? cannot... JK, JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Lol, good joke. Uh, you three can stake out the jail or you can try to track down their hideout at Lake Town in the historic Lake Town. Um, I'll take the other one. What do you want? Aggie said Emily, by the way, in, in the text chain, went smiling. Oh. <laughs> LOL, JK, but who is this really? Emily! JK, JK, LOL. Oh my god. Okay, so, my players. Emily got some intel that the nephews are going to try to break the four guys you put away out of jail. However that might happen, and however it might be. You three have a choice. You can either do a stakeout of the jail to see what their deal is, or you can try to find their hideout when theoretically the majority or all of them are gone. And this is more of like a discovery sort of mission. Mm. Uh, I'm going to text back. You're going to have to give us a little more info on who you got this information from before we commit to anything. I want to do a persuasion roll. Okay, persuasion. Yeah, your charisma is terrible, bro. Val forgot there. Do I have home. the best charisma of this team? What is happening? Yeah, I'm minus one. Yep. 
plus one. Yeah, speaking of, two minus one is a one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, with a one, uh, Elmo <laughs> My text fails to go through. <laughs> yes, no, actually, that's like, that's 100% what happens. You're just like, damn, why do I have Team Hope? Shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheaper, but it's not worth it. <laughs> you have cricket. Jeez. Aggie asks, um, when is this supposed to go down? Emily says, It's supposed to come down tonight, probably sometime late. That's the best I know. But if I sneak out. Val checks their phone, but is also moving people right now. So it's just <laughs> the, the uh, red receipt. <laughs> Aggie's going to reply, I'm actually at the police station right now. Let me see what I can find out about the hideout. I think Val, in between moving heavy boxes, texts back to like at Aggie. Ask about the ice cream truck. On it. Tight. I'll text you back shortly. Amanda, you love elementary. Yeah. Um, is this like uh, you have a friend on the force who's like a good detective? No, my friend is just a rank and file cop. Um, so this is Brian Roper, who's the Roper's son. Ah, of course. And he does not see his parents as often as he should. But we were <laughs> pretty much neighbors growing up, and uh, he's my age. So we see each other, you know, around um, Historic Lake Town. But I'm going to go now, I think, visiting him for the first time at work, besides, like, whatever, like getting a permit or something. Yeah, uh, you walk in, and uh, Brian is looking very intently at some forms. <laughs> Brian, what's going on? Does it still count as a block party if it doesn't cover the whole block? (laughs) Yeah, Brian, it's a party that happens on the block. Oh, I missed that in Police Academy. (laughs) Hmm. So I'll sign for it. Seems neat. Maybe I'll go check it out. Aggie, what's up? Listen, Brian, number one, just going to say this one time. Sorry if it comes off wrong. Okay. Your parents are lonely. (laughs) Wow. Go see them a little bit. Got it. Just want to, I'd want to know in your situation, just letting you know, they are breaking their toilet every other day and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. That you might, it's not as much of a call for help as you think it is. I think they just have a bad toilet. It's a bad toilet. Okay. You believe what you want to believe. Okay. Um, (laughs) Listen, I need a paper from you. All right, Veronica Mars. What do you got? I don't know that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of the nephews? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard of them. Used to uh, be a part of the paddle boats. They're all uh, Ma's kids. Yeah. What's up? I'm going to need you to either tell me some information about what they have done in the past or walk away from your laptop for a minute because some of them tried to come at me last night. You know me. I don't want to make this into a whole thing. I'd rather just go and and have a discussion. So I'm going to need some help right now. They went at you last night. You didn't follow a report? What do you mean? You got beat up on the street? No, it's, listen, it didn't end up being anything. And um, happy to roll persuasion here, DM, if you want. Okay. uh, I think this is more deception. Okay. Yeah, roll a deception roll, because this is just like kind of a lie. 12. Okay, with a 12. You need to report these so that people can take care of you. If you got mugged on the street, that would be bad. Listen, I'm not going to leave my laptop, but if you ask me a question, I'll look it up. I know I'm not as smart as you, but like I can figure things out. I figured that thing out about the block party. So, <laughs> Brian, you're very smart. Thank you. Do you know where the nephews are headquartered? Do they have a lair? <laughs> also, have they been tied to any sightings of ice cream trucks or motorcycles with like a reflective coating? 
Two of those questions are bananas, so I'm going to answer the one that makes more sense. Uh, the lair, uh, no, they're not Lex Luthor, I guess, but uh, I can look that up. I know that they hang out on the dock. In the in the file, the associated ad- addresses. No, I know, I'm looking it up. I know personally that they uh, they hang out on the dock near, in the lake, uh, and they there's that boathouse over there, and I guess they just play bad music and yell at each other and throw Sounds bottles right. and Sounds axes, right. you know, the usual. Gotta clean up the glass. That's yeah, it's bad. I mean, that's more of a you thing. I'm, yep. uh, all right, let me look me. it up. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up the block parties. <laughs> I like that he's like, oh, you know, the youths, they throw axes. <laughs> <laughs> they pay to do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, a bunch of the Crocs. Yeah, we picked them up for a bunch of stuff. Doing petty larceny. Uh, vandalism. This one. Oh, this one's wild. This one. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. They, it is of an ice cream truck. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Where they steal it from? Uh, hmm. Seems like they stole them from a truck depot that sells like strange cars, strange cars and vehicles. Weird Al's <laughs> Weird Car Emporium. Yeah, actually, it's Weird Al's Weird Car Emporium. No oh. relation. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's like where you pick up, uh, you know, things that have things on top, like the Wienermobile was from there. You know, the Wienermobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an Oscar Mayer Wiener. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I am familiar. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the Crocs, they're... Uh, some of those kids broke bad, but I don't hold that against Ma. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Uh, and just the that last question. Any... I don't know. I've I've heard some kids talking about it in the museum. Is there like someone with like a glass motorcycle or like metal or some kind of reflective outside? Have you heard about that? Is it just an urban legend? Aggie, I'm not saying this to be mean, but is there a gas leak in your <laughs> in, the, in your house? Because I will check it out. You know, Brian, that's a great point. You're a real friend. I'm gonna go check my carbon monoxide detector. Smart, probably for the best. Cool. All right. I'll see you around. Parents' house. All right. See you, ma'am. Thank you for doing your duty to the city and reporting crimes. Aggie walks hurriedly out, ducking under her mountain lobster's cap. And uh, in the parking lot, um, she's going to text the rest of the group. Looks like the boathouse by Historic Lake Town is where these nephews hang out. Who's this? Oh, well, is that joke still funny? No. No. Aggie dislikes the text. <laughs> and Milo dislikes his own text. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wonderful. What did the three of you decide? I say boathouse. 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 Okay, boathouse. House for boats. House for boats. All right, so uh, why don't you guys text uh, Emily back and uh, let her know? I think we should hit it. I'm not here to stop a jailbreak. Yeah, there's there's police in the jail. They got it. Let's let's go to the boathouse. Let's go beat up some teens. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's beat up some people over 18. (laughs) Aggie responds to uh, Val's text with a question mark and then changes it to exclamation points. Excellent. Uh, Emily Thanks for the backup. <laughs> Emily responds, Lol, great. Uh, I'll sneak out of the jail. I got some people that can run with me, no problem. Uh, what? Just let me know what's up. And uh, yeah, just text me. Now I'm worried she made a squad with Sour Anthony. And I write back Sour Anthony, guy. question mark? Yeah, Milo puts a question mark on her text. Listen, I have a bigger budget than I thought I would, so I'm bringing more people on. Gif of just, like, frustrated sigh rolling up the eyes. That was not the deal. The deal is now I have 10000 more dollars, so see you later. Where, where did she get 10000 more dollars? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. no idea. Huh, bud? <laughs> can we create a side chat oh, without yeah, yeah, Emily yeah. in it, please? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. You guys can yeah. do whatever you want. I, what are you going to name it? Val creates is just like, not friends, Sansa and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So I'll, how do you want to do this? Your mission, as defined by Emily, is trying to find and also scoping out the quote-unquote lair of the nephews. Milo texts the side chat and says, you guys want to get tacos and then head to the boathouse? Hell yeah, tacos. Yeah. Yeah, why doesn't someone bring them to my place? I live right by the boathouse. We can park our cars and, uh, and walk over from there. Sounds good. You got any wrecks for good tacos next to you? I was going to go down to Tortilla Jane's. No, right, I haven't heard of it, but I'm down to try anything. I got to drop off some food for my mom first, but then I'll be there. Great. Text me your orders. Meet at seven? Tight. Wonderful. All right. So Milo's bringing the tacos and er- you all meet at Aggie's place. I brought everyone guac on me. Aww. Wow. Very generous. Meaning Heart. you walk in and ask us for money? <laughs> <laughs> no. They're like, hey, I got guac for everybody, but I have the receipts right here. So you can just Venmo me. Val proposes, I think we should save all the receipts and then just send them to Emily when we're done with this. So that's oh, like, oh, that's Val a great idea. It. I like the way you think. <laughs> Emily's walking and she's like, shit. <laughs> so listen, the mm-hmm. boathouse is like a five minute walk away. It's on the actual lake, uh, but there's a little embankment before the road. So we can wait across the road. There's like trees and some rocks and like an old staircase that leads to nowhere. So uh, don't worry about it. It's, it's just from fire. It's not like a ghost thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but ghost. <laughs> Val just looks at Milo. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't look at you when I talk about pizza. I mean, you could. <laughs> that is definitely my personal thing. It's my brand. <laughs> it's your personal pizza. Of, it is one of my jobs. So if they're actually breaking people out of jail tonight, I know that shift change is at eight. So maybe they'll try to, I don't know, I've seen that in movies. Like, would they try to hit it at that time? And then I, I distinctly don't look at Val as I ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. So if if I were a criminal. Val <laughs> just eats their taco. <laughs> so if we watch the place at that time, Emily is whatever, but I think that was a good idea. So we can just see if it's emptied and then, you know, do a little circuit, try to see. I have some flashlights uh, over here. If you if you all have like a black coat um, or something, I can go and do one of mine. I got you one better. You guys want to be shadows again? I can try that. That was pretty dope when it happened. That was fun. Yeah, I do. Okay. It's not every day we get to be a shadow. It's all I'm saying. It's my third time. It's pretty neat. Mm. True. You can decide when you want to cast that, but that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to wait until we see them leave the place and then cast it sick that sounds great i love that all right yeah do you want to do anything before you leave or you just want to go over you just want to head over there i want to finish the the last bit of the guac mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very important val just puts a taco in their pocket to go it's great that's yeah val that's not okay there's salsa on that <laughs> the yes, salsa there everywhere. Is. okay Listen, if for whatever reason stuff uh, goes bad, just meet back at the house, okay? Cool. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you three walk over to the boathouse. So the way that Lake Town, the original Lake Town was set up, there were a bunch of bungalow houses were surrounding the lake, which, of course, is just an inlet onto Lake Champlain because it's not actually a lake. There's, like, a little river that connects the two. But, of course, Lake Town, Lake, whatever. 
before the incident. This is where people would ice skate in the winter, uh, go swimming in the summer, go sailing and all, all that fun stuff. And then there's a dock where you could like rent kayaks and canoes and stuff. But now, since it's more kind of just a living museum, the dock isn't really used for anything unless there's personal use from the people who live there. And the boathouse has now been taken over by just some rowdy teens and young people. And it sounds like the nephews are now using it as their hideout. There have been plans to revitalize it, to make it into a restaurant, to make it into a, like, marine museum extension. But, yeah, nothing nothing has worked. Yeah. So, uh... I will give all of you an action. What do you want to look at? What do you want to do while you're outside? Are you doing a stakeout? Are you trying to scope? Are you trying to go in? What is your plan? Emily only asked for you to find it, which you did, and then to scope it out. But of course, you three can do whatever you want. I think looking for activity makes the most sense to kind of start with. Yeah. So that we can see if there's like movement inside or lights or something like that and determine whether or not we can safely enter. Yeah, I think maybe we can um, approach, see if it's empty or not, and if it is, get shadowed up and then head over. I'm also bringing my ring of super keys, and the odds that I have a key to this boathouse are pretty high. Wonderful. Y'all, I got an idea. Mm. Tuna! Tuna? We just ate. (laughs) Tuna! Tuna walks out of a bush and be like, <laughs> you're a ghost. Why are you in a bush? That was more for a dramatic effect. Hello. God, you're so dramatic. Val just crouches down and tries to go for chin scratches again. So this is a good point. You don't see Tuna. Oh, okay. You, right now, it looks like Milo is just calling out for Tuna. But now you know that Tuna is, in fact, Milo's ghost cat. Cool. But you don't see Tuna. Oh, okay. Val's just like, your weird cat's not here anymore. No. They're here. Well, where is the weird cat, then? Right. They came out of the bush. I, it's, that is just a bush. I, it's out of the bush. <laughs> why Why can't we see you, ghost cat? Did you know about the ghost cat? I have no. been here. He I, has a ghost cat. Oh. Aggie's just looking between these two very quickly. <laughs> it Aggie. is a very good cat. It also talks. There's a... I have a cat. It was my It was my cat when I was... Uh, when, when it was alive, it was our house's cat, and then... It died, thankfully, because it was the worst cat alive. And now it follows me around. Oh. oh. Um, so, I was so your dad's cat. So apparently the death I, did not help because the cat is still around. I was your dad's cat. I was never your cat. Yeah, I no, only did I what your dad you, said. You've made that abundantly clear, Tuna. Mm-hmm. Meow. Uh, oh, tuna. My, my cat's name is Sushi. That's so cool. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. You all have cats. That's all right. You were just in my house. It, t- there, sushi there was a cat lap. there. I remember that. <laughs> that's <laughs> Wait, why. Wait, Redcon Sushi just on top of Val. Just on Val's head. Val is sushi like, this ate your is chips. fine, and I am okay with this. And you said no, infernal creature. And then you pet them. <laughs> I did. I did give chin scratches, which was easier than with your cat, who is definitely not there. Yes, at least I'm not allergic to my ghost cat, though, so... <laughs> that is probably a plus. You save a lot on Zyrtec. <laughs> Tuna, can you go check um, the boathouse and uh, see if there's anyone in there? I could try. Maybe they have cool things in there. I'm going to roll an animal handling. Do it. Plus five, plus five, plus five. 18 plus five or 23. Oh, Hot yeah. damn. Tuna gonna listen. All right. So how do you get Tuna to listen this time? I ask nicely. <laughs> I'm not in control of this animal. All right. So I think that a little ghost hand comes out of your chest and drops like a little thing, a ghost cat. Yep. <laughs> and then Tuna's like, mm, well, more of that. That'll get you somewhere. And then Tuna just 
plays with it, eats it, plays with it a bunch, and then uh, now stoned, now tromps in, into the boathouse and disappears through a wall. Val is just like, what is happening here? <laughs> I look at my chest and I'm like, don't do that again. I'm not going to reward this behavior. Don't do that. The ghost does a peace sign, like Ash Ketchum, and then disappears back <laughs> in the Strong your, Pokemon Your bonus hand is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that you're far enough away this has happened. So if you walk over there at 745, I think at like 755, you see that some people uh, walk out and hop in a car and drive away. Uh, time for that shadow thing, Milo? Yeah, does Tuna come back? Um, yeah, so Tuna comes back in. And Tuna says, mm, they have so many, it's so many crumbs everywhere. But also, <laughs> I think it's because of all the food. Because they're bad at cleaning. Um, You're a very weird cat. I love things. Uh, they also have lots of shelves for me to jump on. Uh, there's still a lot of guys in there, though. So that wasn't all of them that left? No, there was not all of them. Okay. Tuna also gives you, like, kind of a floor plan. Uh, it's a pretty big boathouse. I think that there are two main, like, rooms. One they've turned into kind of like a living room area, and one they turn into a kind of kitchen area, uh, which is where the, the said food. There's just, like, shit everywhere. It is incredibly messy in there. Oh. Um, there are also stairs that lead uh, to a lower uh, a lower area, but Tuna was, uh, did not venture down there. Are the stairs in the kitchen area or the living room area? Um, the kitchen, the living room area is where you walk in, and it's front off of the kitchen area, which is in the back. Got it. Uh, so the guys went out through the front door, which was attached to the living room area, and then they walked out. Three guys walked it over to a car, and the Batuna says there's still a bunch of dudes inside. Can we get a full count of how many dudes it is? Or mm, there's like a handful, okay. a pawful. Tuna, that's Mar- nothing. Learn to count, please. <laughs> I have this many, and they hold, they hold on a fall. <laughs> That's adorable. I can't see does, it, Does though. your thumb count as a, thing, a digit? What are we doing here? It's more just a floppity thing. Does he have, like, the little extra Yeah, he has the little extra Aww. thing. It's, it's vestigial, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Stick around. We may need you. Um, do you shadow up and go in, y'all? Yeah. Val and Aggie, you can still do a thing outside. I'd like to, like, stealth around and see if there's, like, a basement door or something like that, since there's stairs leading downstairs. That is a good idea. I can also let you two do that, and then I can pose as myself to, like, come inspect, or, like, there was a gas leak, and, and, like, distract the guys Mm. going Mm. into the front door. I like that. Because of my superpower, I have advantage on deception checks. Well, if there's a back door or a basement door, yes. You can do it in succession. Okay. I mean, you three are connected, and you have your phones, mm-hmm. so there's no. I can no... talk to them. They can like I can have them walk me inside toward the kitchen, and then you guys can do whatever you want. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Cool. So why don't you just open the door, or why don't you have them yeah. open the door for us, Aggie, and then we'll just slip in. Yeah, and that way, a... I will say, tough stealth roll. Yes. The DC of the stealth roll doesn't change, but you have plus ten to it. Mm-hmm. So if you were to walk by somebody. Who right. opened a door? That would be DC twenty-five. However, you would have plus ten plus stealth to it, so it would be easier than just trying to slip by somebody regularly. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Do you think there's a back entrance? I'd like to check to see if there's a back entrance. So if this is a traditional boathouse, that means that the front door is on ground level, and then the basement is a dock. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. like a it's like a drive-in garage. Mm-hmm. So there are probably like multiple stalls and boats, and generally those aren't like a thing you can lock. So you might be able just to like walk down the embankment and just like walk into the dock level sure. and then come up the stairs. Well, I think that's a smart move. I love that. That's Let's great. Let's do that. Yeah. So you want to do it simultaneously? 
Yeah, I think uh, Aggie will cause a small distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll shadow up and go in. Yeah, I want to I wanna shadow up. I just, like, I think we should investigate the basement if it's empty at that time. And then once we know that, like, that coast is clear, having Aggie serve as a distraction at the front door so we can investigate the kitchen would make sense. I would say that, Val, you make this perception check. I want you to, to scope things out. It's a 10 for perception. Just straight 10? Straight 10. Okay, with a 10, what Aggie said describing a boathouse is correct. There is a upper level, which is on ground level, and then below is the one that leads out to the dock. Uh, Val, as you're walking around, uh, staying in the dark, you can see that there's like a... (sighs) Aggie described that it's just like, there should just be some canoes there, and then there's a... There are stairs up, and then it goes into the actual level. But it's like they they fashioned a garage door, like, in front of the opening that would usually just go out into the lake. So there is a garage door, and that's all I can give you with a 10. Then Aggie probably will need to serve as a distraction while I power lift this door open. (laughs) I am very strong. (laughs) And if all else fails, I'll try to glean whatever I can from the inside of the house. Okay. So what is the plan? And simultaneously, Aggie poses as the super mm-hmm. to come in and says something while you two pass without trace and try to get in the bottom. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. I would say give me like a 30 second head start just so that they can like call people yeah, up yeah. if there's anyone Obviously. down there. Okay. And um, Aggie says, so if I think that they're catching on to you at all or we hear a noise from the basement, I'm going to say like, well, we got to call the gas company, and then that'll be that'll be like our our high sign. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, so let's start. Let's cast Pass Without Trace. Let's do the Spirit Surge. So, uh, Milo, roll your d20. 13. All right, so, so now you're at 1-2. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you Pass Without Trace. Now both of you are like shadow in the darkness. Um, oh, and now... Uh, as Milo touches Val, uh, Val, you can see uh, Tuna, which is laying like a- as a scarf on the back of uh, Milo's, like on his neck. Chin scratches. Still passes through. <laughs> Even as a shadow? Shadow and ghost are different. I don't uh. know what Pokemon's been telling you. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's start with Aggie. So, yeah. Aggie, uh, do your thing. The mechanic here is that I have advantage on deception checks when I'm posing as a super, but then I have to roll my d6, and if I get a one, they'll ask me to actually fix something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk up the embankment so that I am like coming at them from the actual sidewalk and not like from the side of their house, and then knock firmly on the door twice. You hear this, there's like a bunch of rustling from inside, and it goes like... You hear the, a, a chair slide back and some boots stomping on wood and opening the door. There's just like a big, like, you know when you see a high schooler who's just like much bigger than you? Yes. And you're like, how did genetics happen like this? Like you are 17 and you are 6'5". Oh no. So yeah, there's a big looking like 17 year old, pimply faced, but uh, looming over you. And he's just, hello? Uh, hey, I'm. <laughs> you know how so you answer polite. your door with hello? Do 17 year olds know how to no, open, open their clubhouse? No. Oh, uh, hello? Uh, hey, sorry to disturb you. We got a report of a smell of gas, and I'm I'm the super for Lake Town, and I didn't want to call the fire department over nothing, so I, I wanted to come check it out myself. Um, do you guys notice anything? Do you have a stove in there? And, um, uh, he, like, looks back over his shoulder. <laughs> like, he's looking at his people as at someone for confirmation. He's like, 
No, just like a hot plate, but listen, uh, I, I don't, we don't have a we don't have like a, a stove or anything. Maybe it's the heating system. Listen, I, I don't want to cause you any trouble, but this is a it's a pretty serious call, so I, I just gotta check it out for due diligence. Okay, let's do uh, your super move. First roll is fourteen. Other one was a two, so it's a thirteen deception total. Okay. Uh, Mike, your D six roll. A three. <laughs> okay. Uh, Safe. Okay, with a thirteen, the seventeen-year-old says, "Okay, come in." So he moves out of the way, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, we do. She just needs to check stuff. She's not gonna call anybody. She's just gonna uh, gonna check it out. So it's all right." No, listen. I was seventeen once. Whatever you guys are up to, listen. It doesn't matter to me. Just show me uh, wherever, where are the heating pipes in this room? Uh, he's going to try to just kind of like walk the perimeter of both rooms uh, as a guise for looking for anything like suspicious, any clues that could possibly happen. So do you want me to do like investigation, perception? Yeah. So first of all, you walk in and you see that there are three guys sitting at a table. They're playing Texas Hold'em. Just like chips everywhere. It is disgusting here. <laughs> there is just like moldy food. There are pizza boxes everywhere. There's like clothes, like tons of clothes on the floor somehow. Eric, this is supposed to be fantasy. I don't want to live in this place. <laughs> um, and you can see that even in the kitchen, there's just like it's there should there's no water, but somehow there's just like food trash everywhere. There's hot plate, um, there's like a mini fridge, and just lots of stuff uh, in there. So make an investigation check. Fifteen. All right, with 15, um, there, you look around and there are a lot of surge protectors. There are only like a few sockets, but there are lots of surge protectors everywhere. It's like each one has like a real big one with like 10 plugs in them. And you can see there's there is also wires, extension cords coming up from the basement. Listen, I, I don't want to harsher buzz, guys, but daisy chaining power strips, especially an old building like this, you're just, it, it's definitely a fire hazard, so... Not gonna like give you a citation or anything, but if you have a lot of power coming from these, you're really at a risk of blowing your circuits, maybe starting a fire. All three of the guys stand up, and you can see like one. There's a, a shorter guy with like a really patchy beard who's like in his early twenties. Who stands up and be like, "Hey, uh, what we do here is our business. Uh, thanks for telling us, but I think we're fine. We we don't need a danger sense from uh, McGruff the Crying Dog. So thank you. It's we're fine. Thanks." I don't smell any gas. Please, get out. Let me just finish my inspection real quick. Just a visual inspection. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to hassle you guys anymore. We're not going to get into whether or not you're permitted to be here, but let's uh, let's just finish the inspection. I'll get out of your hair. You have Excuse me. We are absolutely permitted to be here. We've been here the entire time, and I think at this point, all four of them take like one menacing step towards you. Let's check in with our spooky boys. You want to check out the garage? Yeah. All right, uh, you walk over to the garage door. There's like a big old padlock uh, lock in the garage door. Um, I assume because we're at a beach, there's like a rock nearby probably. Yeah, definitely a rock All nearby. Right. I think I want to take a rock and try to pound the lock off. So metal is pretty high. Yes. Do I get any bonus because I'm using a rock and not just my hands? <laughs> <laughs> it's a What's your attack bonus? My strength is five like plus five and then my proficiency is two so it's three and then my proficiency is two okay i'll let you keep the plus five but you do need to roll pretty high okay it's a 15 all right i want you to make a sleight of hand check to see uh if you made noise while trying to destroy this lock 
Okay, that's a non-nat 20. Okay, so you pick up... Quiet but bad. Right, Quiet so you, but bad. You pick up the rock, and you're like, oh, I just whiff get this it. You get it. Yeah, you try to throw it at the rock, but luckily it just goes right in the sand, and it goes whoomp. So you were not able to do it, but the you did not make any noise. All right, well, you got any ghost shit we can do here? Can the cat go back in or something? Yeah, the cat can go back in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tuna, can you... One more favor for me. Can you head in there and just see what's going on? Sure. Uh, make an animal handling check. 14 plus 5 for 19. Okay, with a 19. She was like, mm, you're relying on me so much. I'm sorry that you're so bad at things that you need your cat to do stuff for you. But fine. Um, thanks, I guess. Look and see if they have, like... This guy's a nerd, right? You've probably seen him watch, like, nerdy sci-fi movies before. See mm, if they have, like... such a nerd. ...sci-fi guns in there. Okay. Was All that right. necessary, Yes. Though? What a big... Well, if what? I just say guns, you might look for, like, No, I mean guns. the nerd thing about me. Well, I was giving them context. They're a cat. The cat doesn't need context. The cat can talk. <laughs> Fair. And just for you, Eric, Tuna has advantage on wisdom checks that rely on smell. Such a, on smell. Such a yeah. wise Tuna. cat. Okay. Tuna walks in there, takes a few minutes, and then Tuna stalks back out. Be like, I didn't see anything. There's some power tools and boxes and, and bags and stuff. There's some trash everywhere. But what I do, I remember, hmm, I remember a smell. It smelled like... Milo, it smells like your job. That's a weird way to describe that thing, okay? Yeah, it smelled like... You know that weird thing? That new, that weird thing at your job? Yeah, the, like, pod, pod yeah. person? It smelled like that. What? What is a pod? I, it's like Do you it was... work for, like, a self-storage place? Yeah, I work for the company Pods. Okay, Let's move that's past what it. I thought. And then, uh, um, upstairs, Aggie says... Listen, call the gas company if you smell anything. Right. That's that's as much as I can give you. I will get out of here. Respect your elders. Both of you make a perception check. How'd you do, bud? I got 21. Oh, I got an eight, so that's good. Yeah, you have like a phone call going. You hear it from your phone because Aggie called you because Val loses their phone. Val, we got to go. Um, right. And I think at this point, Milo, you hear from the phone a door slam and a voice say, Hey, uh, I know who you are. You're not going anywhere. 